Hi, good morning, Brian Knight. How are you? John, good morning. I am doing super. Can I just thank you for uh, doing this podcast with me every morning? I, I really appreciate this, and I'm having a blast doing it. Yeah, you are welcome. Yeah, me too. Fun. Me too. It's exciting. Yeah. Get up early, read the word, talk about it. Yeah. Just, you know, right. this is one. This is one of the ways you glorify God by talking about Him and, and sh- sharing His uh, His Word and, and the love of God. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's. It's it's amazing. It's one of the best things I've ever done. So, I uh, I'm enjoying the the teachings and the journey with you and reading and staying in God's word and being consistent. I think that's that's another big one too, Brian, is staying consistent in God's word and the teachings and reading and you know, something I've struggled with is I and it's kind of my personality as I I go hard and then I will drift off yeah, and then come back and then drift and come back. And I'm kind of sometimes a leaf in the wind. And um, I know when we spoke on the phone about doing this, I, uh, I just said, this is going to, you know, hold me accountable to wake up every morning and stay in the word. So I think that's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, I mean, it's holding me accountable too. It's not, you know, we're, we're, we're similar and, and there's a lot of people who relate to that, you know, where you get, you get on fire for something and it slowly dwindles and you need something to kickstart you up. But this, you know, that's why you have, uh, other people when you, when you get involved with other people, mm, just right. like training, right. you know, training in your garage by yourself. I mean, it is difficult mm. to, you have to be gritty you know, rugged, you talk about being a rugged athlete, to get up every day and hit 100% effort on all these complexes and, and, and one rep maxes and, and, and full lifts. It's not easy. Same thing with, with uh, reading the Word and, and praying and studying. But that's why Jesus sent them out two by two and, and in multiples because he knows we need each other. That's so Keep true. Me. That's so well said. And it's, you know, when when we drift, it's not that we want to. It's right. just life, you know, and you start kind of kicking yourself. And so I yeah. think, you know, like you said, Brian, all of us sticking together and doing this every morning. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just think it adds a lot, you know. Yeah, exactly. It does. And you're right. It's, it's not that we're we're trying to, you know, I don't like God anymore. No. James writes in the New Testament, it's the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things pull us away from God. You know, not that you're, you know, lusting after something else, but, but uh-huh. sometimes the cares of the world are a huge issue. Like we have bills and we have family yeah, and we have, right. you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that sometimes it can just be, like you said, it could just be life. But I do think sometimes, you know, I think the uh, the evil seed, the, the the darkness, the demons mm-hmm. can try to set you off track constantly. Absolutely. You know, it's a spiritual battle. And all of a sudden, weeks have gone by, you miss church, you're not reading. All of a sudden, you realize, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm doing this, I'm doing that, like... Mm-hmm. Where what am I doing? 
Who am I? Who am I? Like, I have to get right. back. I have to get back. So uh, let's continue our journey together this morning as we're on Genesis chapter 16, having so much fun here. So uh, this is the birth of Ish- Ishmael. Ishmael, yeah. Um, and uh, do you want me to start it off? Yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. You want, you want to pray real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to, to talk about your word. We talk about your your wonderful, uh, life-changing Bible. Man, amazing. Lord, just open our ears. Give us a great day. Give us the strength and uh, the heart to understand what you have for us. In Jesus' name. Right. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. You always pray very beautifully. Thanks. All right. Number six, uh, chapter 16, Genesis, and we are in the New Living Translation. With always King James on our heart. We just uh, a little easier to read here <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> we always we have King James pulled up to the side to really dive in a little deeper if we need to. All right. All right, 16. Here we go, John. You can read. Here we are. Getting better. Yeah, it's getting better at my reading, too, Brian. Absolutely. Okay. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, The Lord has prevented me from having children go and sleep with my servant perhaps i can have children through her and abram agreed with sarai's proposal so sarai abram's wife took hagar the egyptian servant and gave her to abram as a wife this happened 10 years after abram had settled in the land of canaan so abram had sexual relations with hagar And became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarah, with contempt. Then Sarah said to Abram, This is all your fault. I put my servant into your arms. But now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. Abram replied, Look, she is your servant, so deal with her as you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness, along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah, Sarai, uh, she replied. The angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Then he added, I will give you more descendants than you can count. And then the angel also said, you are now pregnant and, I, and you will give birth to a son soon. I'm sorry, let me read that again. You are now pregnant and will give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, which means God hears. 
For the Lord has heard your cry of distress. This, uh, this son of yours will be a wild man, as untamed as a wild donkey. He will raise his first uh, fist against everyone, and everyone will be against him. Yes, he will live in open hostility against all his relatives. Thereafter, Hagar used another name to refer to the Lord who had spoke to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. She also, she also said, have I truly seen the one who sees me? So that well was named, uh, so that well was named Berlaha Royo, which means well of living one who sees me. It can still be found between Kadesh and Bered. So Haggard gave Abram a son, and Abram named him Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Ishmael was born. 86. Yeah, so let's point out, right, God did not say Abraham or Abram, go uh, take this uh, servant and have sex with her and have a baby. This is man's plan. Mm-hmm. Imagine your wife coming to you and saying, I can't have kids, so go ahead and sleep with my servant. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you made that point right off the bat because I think people get that twisted. People yeah. assume, without reading, of course, and taking human opinion, that God said to do this. That's not true. Yeah. Humans do a lot of things throughout the Bible that God doesn't say to do. Oh man. Right. I mean, come on. It's just it's everywhere. You got to just read and not just the Bible. That, that, that comment is so true everywhere. People think and assume and do way before they actually know what's happening and what the truth is, you know, and reading the Bible is the same way. How many times has someone said, well, see, God had, God said I could take a, a, my servant, my, my, my wife's friend, you know, or, or, or whatever, you know. Oh, just, yeah. It's, it's silly. Well, look, God has a plan. And the outcome of this plan, I don't know for sure, of course, but could have been the same. They should have just went to God and prayed. Instead of going to God, saying, oh, Lord, you know, bless me with a child or I can't seem to have a I can't seem to get pregnant Lord what should we do Mm -hmm. what they did here in chapter 16 right off the bat is two humans having a conversation with each other having this master human plan (laughs) and God's probably up there just going oh my gosh (laughs) I love my children but this is quite the plan and uh, it happens because of free will but uh, God obviously lets it happen and moves on from there. And uh, yeah. the plan is still his plan. He, this so. is a huge point. You said, let's just back up. You just said, uh, what they should have done, right. done is gone to the Lord. And yeah. that is like a misstep in so many parts of our lives. Yeah. 
right? Because, yeah. you know, Lord, you've promised us a kid. We are waiting. We, we believe that kid's coming. I know I'm old. What do you want me to do? What's our next step? Of course, try to have kids, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's crazy. Yeah, let's back up for a second too, Brian. You're so right. I forgot to mention that is that God promised Abraham, Abram and Sarah mm-hmm. that they were going to have children and, and, and generations of, yeah, you know, um, bloodline and family members and, and all of that. I don't know. Does, do we have the exact line where God says to them that you will have many children, but you're so right. Here's two humans. And this is what we all do from time to time. Of course, we're not being judgmental. Uh, not trusting in the Lord, not speaking to the Lord, not praying to the Lord, but just making uh, plans with one another. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, if the Lord says it's going to happen, just trust in him, pray to him, talk to him. We can all do a better job of that. And instead of coming up with this grand, crazy plan that they do. It turns out to just be kind of a mess. No, no, it's, I mean, 100% it's a mess. And, and normally, when we get involved, and we, we try to steer the promise of God. Remember, it's Genesis 15.1. God says, you have given me no children. Or Abraham says, you've given me no children. So a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be an, your heir. So he made it clear, clear that you and right. Sarai was gonna have a, were gonna have your kid, right. no one else's. Right. And what do we do? We try to manipulate and steer the promise of God in the mm-hmm. direction we believe that it's supposed to go. Right. Right. You know, it's such a good point, Brian. And and I want to make it clear. I don't really like the word I used there when I said mess. I don't like that. Uh, the Bible's not a mess, and. Um, this is teachings for us. And then again, it takes us back to free will versus God plan. God's plan. What's the answer? Well, the answer is yes. It's both. Do I have that figured out? Of course not. I'm a human. So this is a tough one because you could sit here and kind of yell at my computer screen, reading 16 going, just pray. Don't do this plan. But then again, this could be God's plan. I'm not saying God said to do this, but the end result, um, right. You know, is is not a mess. It's beautiful because, you know, here we read, and this is what God wanted in the Bible as far as ink. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, don't know. You, it's it, but but then again, and to, to to take two steps back, He didn't say to do this. Yeah, you may, you bring up a good so, point, right? Yeah. As we read, how many of these situations because this is going to come up a lot, right? How many of these situations are God's plan or are these situations where God had to come in and maneuver people Mm. so that they don't mess up his plan? Mm. Because it's not his plan for for Abram to to sleep with Sarah's Sarah's, um, servant. No. But that's not in the. That's not his. That wasn't his plan. Now, did it happen? Yes, but he was able to still bless Hagar and Ishmael. You know, because we see later on that you know clearly Isaac is born. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean. So I think there's a lot of situations where the, his plan is not followed out 
in the order that that God wants. Yes, right, but He still right. makes it happen. Right, you know? right. That's you. You said that way better than me. I was kind of scrambling in my head when I was thinking mm-hmm. about that, and you laid that out more beautifully than me. It's kind of like that song, "Reckless Love." I hate that mm-hmm. song because God's not reckless. You know, um, there's man's free will, and then there's there's God's plan, and and um, you know. Um, it's yeah, it's, he, it's he's not, definitely not. Yeah, it's not. He, it's knows not reckless. he knows what he's doing. And it's all. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, mean, I get the point of the song, but you know what I mean? I, I yeah, it's, it looks reckless. Like he, he'll do anything, but you're Yeah. He's awesome. I mean, he knows the end from the beginning. Like he created this first day in the last. I mean, he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. So he knows whatever our decisions are. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't. We don't. We, we we live in time. We live in this little time. God is outside of time, looking into our world, our time-filled world, right? But we function on hours, days, and weeks, and years. And God's like, no, I, I made it all. I'm outside looking in. So that's another thing. We don't know. We we can't fathom that yet. Like to not to to be able to see all, because we're outside of time, space, and matter. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. How can we put God in a little box and say you have to operate like this God because, you know, mm-hmm. I can't think any other way? He's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> right. Well, so, it, it's like the song, the reckless love thing. My last thing on that is that that's how some people think. That's their view. And to me, that's a wrong view. You're, you just. You don't understand. I know none of mm-hmm. us do. You know, um, I, I just think I think that's putting somebody in the driver's seat and saying, you know, I, I just think that you're looking at it incorrectly, in my opinion. Yep, it's yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, you know, you do have to, you have to look at context. You have to look at how his overall, uh, you know, how he handles things. And mm-hmm. let's just look, look back to the word here. It says that, you know, he, he still blesses Ishmael. He blesses this nation, even though he's a wild person, mm-hmm. right? Even though he, you know, it says he's an untamed wild donkey. He, he, you know, he raises his fist against everyone and everyone against him, but he still blesses him, mm-hmm. you know, and this is, is if you trace this back, this is the, where the, the, the Jews, the Jewish people and the Muslim people kind of separate. Um, it's, you know, it's, uh, because they, yeah, I, I, this is the line of, of, um, the Palestinians, I believe is what they, the, mm-hmm. I think the, uh, Philistines as well. So. We can trace that as we go. Yeah. Well, it's, this is good, too, because um, when Sarai was at the well and the angel was speaking to her, mm-hmm. um, you know, or God, they said, uh, you will be pregnant. And uh, that's that's a blessing right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that was already said earlier, but of course... You know, we we got to go through this kind of long journey here now that the the plan they had and God's coming back saying you will be pregnant. Just trust in me. I love that. Just trust in me. So easily said. Uh, but wow, Haggard's pregnant and uh, with Abram's baby. 
and yep. that will be Ishmael, right? Ishmael's born. Yeah, Ishmael's born. <laughs> Another thing, what's really crazy is she, he just kicks her out. He's like, well, we don't know that yet. So that's next. That's yeah. the next step. Yeah. So, but he brings her in. He says, "Look, you're. Uh, he's going to circumcise. He's circumcised. Wait, was this the right chapter? Yeah. No, next chapter. I'm already ahead. Sorry, I was looking ahead right. accidentally. You want to do seventeen? Sure, I'll do it. Okay. So, Abram is eighty-six years old. Here we go. Seventeen, verse one. And let me stop again and remind you: if you're listening and you haven't read one through sixteen, go back and listen to the podcasts. Lots of great information about all this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, get caught up with us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, 17, verse 1. Abram is named Abraham. When Abram was 99 years old, so 13 years have passed. Since Ishmael, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, This is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I will I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead you will be called Abraham. For you will be the father of many nations. I will make I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations, and kings will be among them. I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you. From generation to generation, this is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And I will be the entire, I will give you the entire land of Canaan, where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. It will be their possession forever. And I will be their God. The mark of the covenant. Then God said to Abraham, your responsibility is to obey the terms of the covenant. You and all your descendants have this continual responsibility. This is the covenant that you and your descendants must keep. Each male among you must be circumcised. You must cut off the flesh of the foreskin as a sign of the covenant between me and you. From generation to generation, every male child must be circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. This applies not only to members of your family, but also to servants born in your household and the foreign-born servants who you have purchased. All must be circumcised. Wait now. (laughs) All must be um, circumcised. Your bodies will bear the mark of my everlasting covenant. Any male who fails to be circumcised will be cut off from the covenant family for breaking the covenant. Sarah is named Sarah. Then God said to Abraham, regarding Sarah, your wife, her name will no longer be Sarah. From now on, her name will be Sarah. And I will bless her and give give you a son from her. Yes, I will bless her richly, and she will become the mother of many nations. Kings of of nations will be among her descendants. Then Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed to himself in disbelief. How could I become a father at the age of 100, he thought. And how can Sarah have a baby when she is 90 years old? So Abraham said to God, May Ishmael live under your special blessing? But God replied, No, 
Sarah, your wife, will give birth to you a, to a son for you. You will name him Isaac, and I will confirm my covenant with him and his descendants as an everlasting covenant. As, an, as for Ishmael, I will bless him also. Just as you have asked, I will make him extremely fruitful and multiply his descendants. He will become the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will be confirmed with Isaac, who will be born to you and Sarah about this time next year. When God has finished speaking, he left Abraham. On that very day, Abraham took his son Ishmael and every male in the household, including those born there and those he had brought. He then circumcised them, cutting off their foreskin, just as God had told him. Abraham was 99 years old when he circumcised, when he was circumcised. Ishmael and his son was 13. Both Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised on that day, along with all the other men, boys, and boys of the household, whether they were born there or, or brought, as sla- brought as slaves, all were circumcised with him. And there we go. There it is. Very interesting. Why the name changes? Well, here, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Right. Like born again? Covering? Well, no. Well, it's part, partly, right? But also... Uh, so Abraham, Abram, when he was Abram, he believed that God would uh, would bless him, right? But as time went on, clearly he was not in faith. He was slowly moving back. So God had to drastically change something in his life to get his attention. Yes, he appeared to him, made a covenant. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, this is a second part of that covenant, right? The first part. Remember when he opened up the, the animals and, and the burning fire pit, the fire pot, and, and the flame of fire walked through it? God made a covenant with himself about Abraham there. Mm-hmm. And then Abraham, here, God says, here's the covenant sign for you. But Abraham was going around saying, Abraham was going around saying, hi, I'm father. That's my name. But now God says to him, your name is Abraham. You're the f- a father of a multitude or a father of many nations. So he changed his mouth. He changed his words. He changed the way he spoke and the way he saw himself. Hmm. So now he's thinking, he, he's and same thing with Sarah. You're now the mother of many. Hmm. So, so he had to get that in their mindset and in their words because words are powerful, right? Hebrews 11, God framed the world's with his words, right? Mm. Words are everything. Even in our own life, we can curse ourselves. Remember how Cain cursed himself that everybody would, that would see him would kill him, and God said, "No, no, no, no. You, I can't. I can't let you do that. I have to mark you to protect you." So our words are powerful, and I believe that's what happened here. You yeah, know, he, right. he, and that's one thing. Um, and it is a new beginning. It's like, hey. Here's a new situation. You are Abraham now. Mm-hmm. You're not the old guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. It's so well said. Um, 17. Genesis. I, I really think that uh, when Abraham, 
said, and how can Sarah have a baby when she is 90 years old? Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I don't know why, of course. I know it's just ink here, but I just feel that it was an honest question. I, I don't feel there was doubt there or distrust, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think that he uh, Abraham was being skeptical, you know. Yeah, uh, I personally you, you think that. Right. Yeah, I think Abraham was just asking an honest question, like, "Wow, like ninety years old, like how, Lord, like almost wanting to know the answer." But right. either way, it it is funny how this is a great example of how we are today, of course, and you know sometimes the Lord can present us with amazing things and. Um, connect with us and show us the way and do do amazing things for us in our lives but we we still question we still get mad we still doubt we still turn our back mm-hmm. we still walk away we we look at only the the negative things and you know it's it's amazing how we just don't just trust in the lord very sure you know and um it takes it go right back to Genesis one chapter one, you know, God created mm-hmm. the heavens and the earth. And you know, uh, if God, can, right. if God can do that he can get the human being that he made pregnant at 90, like that, that should not be a, even, even a thought for us. We should just have max trust in that, that God can do all and he's almighty. But of course, as humans, we try to even, even the Joe Rogans and everybody nowadays trying to figure everything out and be super smart and wanting to know all the answers and how this doesn't align up and make sense. Well, God is almighty and he can do all. And so don't, you know, let's just have faith. Man, I love John that you go back to Genesis one, one, because it's so true. If he can create the heavens and the earth, who's to say he can't do anything. All he has to do is say it. And all we have to do is believe it. You know, that's the two things. That's honestly the number one thing in this word that we learn. Mm. God says it and you believe it. That's it. Right? I mean, why doubt him? Mm-hmm. He may look at this amazing stuff. Although, yes, didn't didn't did people make desks and houses and cars and yeah, but that's God inspired. And but God is the source of all things. It's just phenomenal. Yeah, right phenomenal and when we try to just figure it out like the joe rogan types and and all of us and we've all done it before Mm -hmm. i'm not saying joe rogan is is alone he's the same as everybody else Mm -hmm. when we try to figure it out on our own figure it out on our own we become our own little god and we we're terrible yeah right you know and what is the first the first commandment thou shalt have no other gods before me that he's not talking about just the devil and some fallen beings and some statues. He's talking about yourself. Don't put yourself as God. Mm-hmm. Let him be God for you. Well, I love how patient God is too. In 19, it says, but God replied, no, Sarah, your wife will give birth to a son for you. You will name him, name him Isaac. And he just continues on with his plan and he's just loving and kind and patient. And, um, I love that, you know? Oh yeah. I would be getting frustrated at that point, you know, like thankfully, <laughs> thankfully I'm not God. I'd be like, okay, I've told you 10 times before that she's going to get pregnant, but then you guys went out and did all this crazy stuff. And now, mm-hmm. and now I'm telling you again, and now you're literally questioning me. So now I here I am telling like, I, I'm like, dude, I'm God. You know, right. you know but that, that's, <laughs> that's how we would be reacting. We'd be getting frustrated. And, but of course, but you don't just, believe me yet. Yeah. Like, geez, <laughs> man, 
Like, what do I got to do here? You know, jeez, jeez, Abram. Yeah, I know exactly. God. It's like I look. I I made. I had all these miracles. I appeared to you. Oh my God! It's exactly oh my gosh, right. Right. I mean, I know, but he is patient. He is like the most patient. Obviously. Oh, thank. I'm so glad that he is. Mm. Hey, look, remember it was he was eight. He was 86. He waited 13 years patiently. God waited 13 years. Of course, that's nothing to him. But and finally, he's like Abram. Are you going to wake up? You need to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Get busy, boy. You know, I know you're a hundred, but let's go. Right. Believe me. Yeah, just gotta have so, faith, man. You know, because everything God says come is true, and everything God says comes true, and everything aligns perfectly, and um, it's a beautiful thing. You know, let's let's. Before, I think we should go to eighteen. But before we go, what about what about this? Man, I wonder if they had any painkillers when they got circumcised. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you a question, though, Brian. Um, mm-hmm. So here's one of those things we we talked about yesterday about you know uh, the Old Testament versus the New, being a Christian. You know, versus you know being a um, an Israelite or a Jewish Jewish person. Mm-hmm. You know what to follow, what not, as far as uh, you know these things here. Um, should all men get circumcised? In your opinion? Well, no. Why not? No way. Why? Yeah. There's no need to, unless they're doing it for health reasons. Like I think the United States, they do it for health reasons, mm-hmm. just for cleanliness and and so on. It doesn't have to happen at all. In fact, if we later when we read where Paul and Peter have an argument, mm-hmm. because Peter, he's a Christian, he's a he's he, he's a Hebrew, he's he's a Jew, and now he's a, he's a, a born again uh, Christian. He tell he goes and preaches the gospel, and then goes back to Jerusalem. And encourages and tells others Jews that they also need to be circumcised, mm. and that's wrong. And he was he was clearly wrong. He mm. was you don't have to be circumcised to be born again, right? That's part of the Abrahamic covenant as a sign of your faith in Yahweh or, or Jehovah here. So it's not it's not a requirement to be born again. It's not a requirement to be a Christian. It's merely a sign in the Old Testament, like we just read. So now. Faith in the name of Jesus gets you born again and have and have eternal life forever, mm-hmm. not cutting of your skin. In fact, the New Testament says when you have faith in the name of Jesus, the sign of the covenant now is in a spiritual mark on your side forever that will be there. Not to mention your life changes and you get turned on to Jesus who is love and light and right. there is no darkness in him. So mm-hmm. the answer is no. Right. Yeah. Even though the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Even though the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Should you still, just because God said? Because God said here? Well, here. so here, that's a and great that, and that, question. And, that, yeah, and that's, that's the same question. question with other things coming up, too, as well, that I have. Kind of overall, shouldn't we, even as Christians? Great question. You know, so so that's a great question. Now let me let me elaborate just a little bit here because 
it sounds good. It sounds great, man. I want to get circumcised because Abraham was circumcised, right, right? And and that's part of the old covenant. And mm-hmm. God, that's awesome. That's exciting. I want to be. I want to be part of that. But here's the thing: when you begin to start doing things, like let's say you get circumcised and following some of some of the the, the Jewish the Jewish practices. Mm-hmm. Just to try to make your to to be more like the Old Testament people, mm-hmm. you be people begin to fall fall, not always, but oftentimes people begin to fall into this idea of works. They're doing things to check a box to make them feel like they're more righteous or they're more in the covenant or they're more holy. Mm-hmm. Like, I got circumcised, even though I wasn't for 20 years. Man, now God loves me even more. Or he sees that I really care about this stuff. Right, right, right. And so that's a scary situation. It sounds great. I want to get circumcised. That's what Will says on the the chat board. Are you kidding? No, I don't want to get circumcised. But don't you think it kind of goes back to that very interesting conversation from last yesterday uh, Mm -hmm. morning. Uh, The pastor pulling up in a Porsche. What a great conversation that is. And I, and I think that we both kind of shook hands on this and put a bow on this. It all matters the heart. Yeah, uh, even though I was talking to my wife about it, and she was like, "Ah, even with the heart, that money could be going to better things." So she's not fully, she's not fully satisfied. But yeah, that's fine. Okay, yeah, we'll get on that debate later. Nah, but uh, interesting conversation, though. But I think that we put a bow on it by saying it's, it matters the heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that let's say. There's a Christian who just wants to basically try, of course, and do all of the laws of the Old Testament, but the heart is in the right place, and that's not the case. The example that you gave, Brian, of being like, I'm better, and I'm prideful, and God loves me now, mm-hmm. where it's just more, I want to be as biblically as possible. Like, sure. I just want to yeah. be biblical. God said it. Mm-hmm. I want to do it. I'm that, that doesn't make me feel any differently, or God doesn't look at me any differently. Yeah. I'm still just a sinner that falls short, that loves God, but I just want to live as close to the biblically as possible, even though I'm a Christian, even though I've been saved by Jesus, I don't need to be circumcised. Sometimes I feel that tug on me of just wanting to be as biblical as possible. Do you think that would be okay if the heart is in the right place? Because you're right. The example that you gave, not good. Well, no, not, not you a good example. But my point is the, the example that you gave with someone thinking they're better and that God loves them more. I totally agree. Well, it is a hundred percent. Uh, in the heart, right? It's because uh, here's the thing: I don't, I'm, you know, what I can, what I, what God has put in my heart to for me not to do, right? Let's say drinking, right? Because if if God tells me, let's say I've had a problem with drinking in the past or whatever, and God's like, you need to never drink again. He, j- you know, he drops it in my heart, right? Then it's wrong for me to drink again. I know that, but you can have a drink. Who? I mean, that's not a sin. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? But so here's the thing. In my, in my, what I think the word talks about in, in the New Testament is Jesus says the whole law is fulfilled by walking in love. Mm. So he doesn't say, uh, you need to, you know, make sure you're, you have your tallit on over your head when you pray, you know, the white shawl with the blue, the blue, um, laces, which I have one in the background. And you, you know, you don't, he says, you know, you, you need to do all these, all the feasts, you need to observe them 100%, all mm-hmm. you people. Mm-hmm. And he does, you know, there's none of that in the New Testament. Jesus doesn't say that. He says, love each other. And loving each other fulfills the whole law. Mm-hmm. And so, if you want to just 
do the the you know follow the exact commandments the 600 plus commandments in the in the old testament Mm -hmm. have at it have at it that doesn't make you better Mm -hmm. it doesn't make you closer to god right Mm -hmm. it it just means that you want to try to follow all the ways that he told the jews to follow it, so I don't think it's wrong. Mm. I think you just have to constantly be aware that you, you know, you don't want to pull That's pull into some situation where you're, you know, all of a sudden now you're relying, John, on checking the box of, okay, I'm, I'm Saturday. I don't, I don't work. You know, I only observe things on certain right. days. Right. Where does it end? Are we only picking five out of all yeah. six hundred and I forget what the mm. number is? And but that's okay also. It's, right. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Like, right, if you want right, to observe right. the feast days, glory to God, do it. Yeah. yeah. We're all going to do it eventually. Interesting. Right? I, I, but I think it's just the fact that it's, and this is all things, not just the Jewish, uh, the Jewish laws. And remember, those things were set up for, for God to, all of the Jewish laws and, and the temple was, was all done to show Jesus and to bring him about, right, into the earth. And they're all pointing back to him. Right, right. So when you worship him, when, go. Sorry, go, go. No, go, when go. you honor him, when you worship him, you're pointing your life towards him. Right. So it, those are symbols, right? right? Even though they're the laws, but they show us that we can't fulfill it by ourselves, and they're symbols of Jesus, right? So, so should you? Yeah, that's so. That's the. Let answer. me ask you a question, and, and we, we can't get to eighteen because I gotta go. And that's fine. Yeah, no problem. We've been spending a lot of time talking, which has been amazing. But again, two chapters down. We're, Good pace here. Yeah, let me ask you a question, and I I do got to go here soon, and, I, and no maybe we can pick this up next one. But um, I understand that uh, the Jewish people have a covenant. I understand that God has a plan for the Jewish people. Um, <clears throat> that goes without saying. But with that said, if I'm a Jewish man today, uh, do I need? To be following these laws. I mean, look, no matter what, from, from Adam and Eve to now, it is impossible for a Jew to f- uh, to follow these laws. It's impossible. And it makes it very clear in ink, in the Bible, that is, it's impossible, yeah. Yeah. right? And, well, you know, so you, you can try, 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 and that's, which is, which is great, but let's say I'm a Jewish man now. Well, I don't fully, of course, let me just okay, go let me say this real quick. I don't fully know all things clearly, right? God knows. But, uh, but man, John, that's a big question. I, you know, I'm not a Jew. I'm not, I mean, I'm not an Israelite. I wasn't born that way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born into the Israelite family. But from what I've, I've read and from what I've studied, and well, around a lot hold of on, people. but you kind of are, though. We're all from well, Noah, but okay, okay. We're all from Noah. All right. <laughs> we are. Adam and Eve. All right. Continue. So. So, uh, good question. So here's the thing: that what the what does what in the New Testament it says this that if you are an Israelite and you are born Israel an Israeli and you are Jew, and you are practicing Judaism and following the laws and so on and so forth today, right now, 2021, you need that you need still a final way of salvation, which is the Messiah. And he has come, right? Jesus has returned, and then he was raised from the dead, and he ascended on high and gave us a new and living way. So the answer is, you you need him. You need him to be saved, 
and you don't need to practice the the, the commandments to be saved. Mm-hmm. That is not the answer. So, does it is is a Jewish person supposed to be practicing commandments? I mean, I'm not going to tell them no because the scripture does right, say right. this is for the Jews always or for Israel always. I think sh- I think you should be making some pretty hard attempts. But sure, go for it. I mean, it, honestly, you know, it, yeah. It's, uh, but I, you know, honest. But it comes back to this: is it? It's in their heart. Right. I know a lot of Messianic Jews who become who could become born again. Uh, many of them, and they and they're not practicing um, all the laws, you know. And they they eat. You know, Paul says later on, if you want to eat bacon, eat bacon. Don't let anybody judge you, right? Don't let as as John North says, don't let put don't let anybody put you in a corner. Mm-hmm. Let God be the one who t- instructs you and guides you. You know, I don't like that guy, by the way, that John, I don't like how he slams bars and his antics. It's just, there's a guy out there named Keith Moore. He's a minister. And he said, he, he actually sums it up the best. He goes, what, according to the scripture, what is the, what is the answer to a thousand questions? The answer is be led by the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. So that's really the answer. Be led. If you know, so it's a tough one. It's a tough one, man. No, that's just a question. And, you know, I'm <clears throat> just it a, is a good question. It's just a good no, question. A, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really have a big opinion on it. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. if I just, if I was a, a Jewish man, I would be, um, doing my best with mm-hmm. that. Um, but then understand that at the, at the end of the day, there is a covenant on me, which is amazing. Yeah. So then there's that. So, I mean, <clears throat> so that's a, it's an interesting question. That's all. Yeah. You know, yeah. so let me just say this. If you are going to, do the uh, follow the commandments fine yeah. if you aren't fine but ev- whatever you're going to do do it in faith right. that you are love god the lord love god have it in your yeah. heart like you said that's the thing exactly. you know what i mean it's because yeah. you could have a guy you could have a jewish man today that's like on fire sticking to all these laws that we're going to read soon and we're finding out mm-hmm. some of them now just knocking them off like you said brian man i f- this week i did 50 i'm on i'm doing i'm doing my best to just knock these down and just live my life sticking to the, the laws of the old Testament, right? As a Jew, mm-hmm. but Brian, his heart might not be in it as far as loving God and being faithful and, and yeah, um, loving people, loving people and just truly just having faith in the Lord and that relationship with the Lord where, you know, example B, there could be a Jewish man that, you know, follows some of the laws, but not a ton of them. But like his heart is just in love with the Lord and God. And it's like, okay, put them both next to each other. Which one's better? And, uh, well, you can't say that. That's not for us to judge. <laughs> Brian's like, oh, geez, here we go. But I think I, I, I said that correctly, though. It's not for us this to judge. Better. But I think I'm just kind of making the example of it's a, it's a tough one. And it's, it's, in, it's, it's God's relationship with that person. And it's what's in that person's heart is what matters 100%. there. So 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. Praise Again, God. you know, sometimes in this reading, this podcast we do, yes, it's biblical. We're reading the word. We're going all the way through. And I love that, you know, but I'll have questions. We'll, I'll have some opinions. We'll have some interesting conversations about the pastor pulling up in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, Porsche, some things like that. So I think it's sometimes fun <laughs> to, to have conversations. Um, but you as the listener definitely need to know the difference between us reading and then 
some of maybe some questions and opinions that I may yeah. have. Uh, there's a big difference yeah, between a human opinion and the, what the word says. Absolutely. And I think we're, we stick to the, you know, the word, the word's opinion, the word's facts, right? We, right. That's what the word says. This is what I believe. And we throw, when we throw in our opinion to say, this is what my opinion only, you know, Paul said that same thing. He said, look, this is what God says. This is what Jesus is telling me to tell you. But right here, this is not the Lord. This is me instructing you. You know, he does mm. say that a few times mm. in the New Testament. I love that. And it's still inspired, but, 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 uh, that's fine. Still inspired. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's, it, oh, sorry. It, just that inspiration is what God wants him to have put in ink to make the distinguish disting. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, is that my keys to my new Bentley? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, the Porsche. I should move that away. Yeah, sorry. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, just, yeah. we will be on 18 tomorrow morning. Uh, a, uh, called a son is promised to Sarah. Yeah. Which is awesome. What a blessing. Um, so 18 oh, yeah. Genesis tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Pacific time. Um, dear Lord, uh, thank you for, for, for guiding us, as Brian said, leading us um, through your word, um, showing us uh, from stories and examples and, and people and everything that you have created. We're so blessed to have the Bible in front of us in 2020. 21 right now to be able to have a, uh, to be able to walk with Jesus and walk, um, just in strong faith, give us strength to, um, continue the walk, the narrow walk, the narrow walk, but the best walk. Let's not forget that. Um, give us strength today to fight demons and keep our swords sharp the word next to us, keep us healthy, look over our families, and amen. Amen. All right. All right. We will see you on the team page, and I'll see you tonight for Men's Bible Study at 7. Roger that. All right, guys. I'll Thanks for listening. Salute. Brian Neitch, out. Yes. John Norris, salute. <laughs>